When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, y'all. This is Randy um, on the Black Women Marriage Podcast. I am the shorter half, <laughs> as Mikey would say. This is BMM Indie number 68, My Log Journey. Um, as you know, we are dropping two episodes a week, one on Sunday, this time y'all got it on Tuesday, and once on Wednesday. And it's Wednesday and it's my go. So before I get into the episode, I'd like to thank everybody for their feedback, especially about last my last indie, the girlfriends and things. I actually should have had some of the feedback prep, but please know that I saw all of it. And I receive all the the positive feedback and I really appreciate people listening to that one and loving it um, or just finding it helpful because it was very helpful for me to do it for for myself. I really needed to do the episode. And so, yeah. So thank you for your feedback. Please continue to send questions for us for the Q&A segment and, you know. Feel free to leave a voicemail at 770-750-4098 or send an email at blackmailmare at gmail.com, B-L-A-C-K-M-I-L-M-A-R at gmail with any feedback or questions you'd like for us to answer on our individual episodes on Wednesdays. Thank you again. All right, let's get into it. In 2010, thought I was doing something, and now I'm rapping with a crew or something. I guess the track don't really stick unless he's gluing something, and I never fit the shoe until I do or something. Yo, bracing myself like teeth, boy, it's the same old route on some new concrete. But homie, these tunes make you get a new ID. I'm trying to do my thing, but the commute ain't cheap. I'm on a two-day week for all this rap these days, and we can still pitch the track to all the wack DJs. We're singing happy days, wearing tacky J's, and I'm just pumped that I made it out my nappy face. Let's go. We can turn the whole world around. I'm in the backseat. And I'm back, so I'm going to make sure that I'm loud enough or you know that I obviously fix the sound but everybody's sleep I think Drew has been working with the fever as many of you know at least Patreon definitely knows and I know I put something out there for the public on our joint page but yeah she's had a fever for the past two days went to the doctor they prescribed some things trying to figure out if it's an infection all this stuff so we want to keep this baby sleep let her rest up but anyway I'm gonna so I'm doing this episode about my lock journey and I'm going to do my best and I obviously make it boring, but I wanted to come back from my last indie with something light <laughs> and fun. And that's mainly because when I just think that 
that's necessary. And I also had a close friend from college come and visit us. And she's she was my first friend in college. And she usually she's the one that needs the help and needs the fixing. But this time she's all rejuvenated and rested and knowing her limits and holding herself accountable and looking at me like, what are you doing? And she got on me about always being too deep for the intro. And so just always being really intense and, you know, never not really. I haven't really had a lot of fun lately and just, you know, just not being the light person that I can be the lighthearted person that I can be everything always got to be deep and so I didn't want to <laughs> have too many deep episodes back to back to back but, you know maybe you will find this as deep but anyway um, I actually also plan to write something about the conversation that I had with her on patreon patreon I know I brought this up in the last post I wrote but that is coming but y'all know there's a lot going on fingers crossed so anyway like I said I want to come back more lighthearted and to talk about my log journey and not only for that reason, but because people have really asked me to do this. And at first I thought it was a really strange idea. But then I remember that I am one of those people that follow 50 million YouTube channels about locking hair. Especially when I first started my lock journey. I stayed on YouTube. And when I mean like stayed on YouTube, I mean for the first like four or five years of having my locks. And I follow people like TV82, Bronze Goddess. Jasmine I can't remember her name her last name she just got married maybe like a year ago uh the other girl with the big eyes she's real pretty she's always coloring her hair and like Miss Island Spice I think that's her name but I followed these women for a long time watching their lock journeys to help me with my hair because when I first started my hair journey I was the only one in my family with locks so I had to figure out what to do with my hair and YouTube was the best place to do that so I am one of those people that follow people's journeys and want to know their thought process and how they're taking care of their hair and all that stuff. And so then I was like, well, maybe it's not so strange that people want to hear about my personal lock journey. But I do have a way like I'm trying to frame it so that it's not boring. So to begin, why I locked my hair. So I locked my hair because of breakage, first and foremost. I brought this up in my indie episode about girlfriends, but that experience with that former friend lifting my hair and like exposing how broken it was, was part of the catalyst of why I was like, you know what? I'm over this bald head shit. Like I'm done. And so (laughs) I I really wanted my hair locked. My mom actually went natural shortly after her divorce and she has this really great curl pattern and it's stringy. I don't know what style that, what curl pattern is. Is it 4C? 4A? It's like what people consider good hair in quotes, but we didn't know her hair looked like that. You know, she had a perm for so long, all my life. It's so beautiful curl pattern and her hair was growing and she's super, super tender headed. And I, and she would like have me twist her hair and stuff. And so anyway, I was like, okay, I want my hair to grow like my mama's hair. Like my mama has long hair, long natural hair. And she was like, absolutely not. Because she knew the type of work being in loose natural took. And she was like, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> I've, I've, she, she's done our hair. She braided our hair. I learned how to braid from her and my cousin. And she was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with loose natural hair. I'm not dealing with two sets of hair, hair that is natural. And so she insisted that I keep my perm and that I can make this decision when I go off to college and that's my business and she's not doing it. Um, but I decided to eventually do it because of breakage. 
I'm jumping all over the place. Anyway, I'm also very tender-headed, y'all. Like, I hated getting my hair done braided. I love the styles. Because my mom, y'all, she used to keep us. We were like, she has these real crazy styles she used to do in our head that had no rhyme or reason. And they were like, great. And she just braided so well. And the end result was great, but I hated the process. She also didn't really know how to do our hair. Not in terms of like braiding it, but you know, my mom used a comb, use a comb a lot. And now that I have a daughter, I only use a comb in Drew's hair when I'm shampooing her hair and, and combing it. I do not touch her hair with a comb. I use only a detangling brush and lots of water. And I feel like a lot of parents make that mistake and I'm learning that it's not supposed to hurt to get your hair done. And if it is hurting, that means you're missing something. Like there's something that you're not doing right. <laughs> and so my hair is to hurt all the time because Drew just sits there and let me do her hair. <laughs> now she's also probably not as tenderheaded, but I do think it's also because I'm learning how to deal with her curl pattern. And I don't think my mom, and she's brought this up, she wasn't really aware of how to do our hair, how to take care of it in that sense. And now that she's older and has natural hair, she realizes she should have probably never put a comb in our head when our hair was dry. So anyway, I was tired of being in pain. So I wanted to get my hair locked and now they want to have to deal with it. Um, I hated my perm. My mom actually stopped doing our hair at a certain point. And when she stopped doing our hair and gave us responsibility over it, it all broke off as I've mentioned before, and we just couldn't keep up with it. I, I, we just weren't as diligent. I don't know. I just didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to keep up with the perm hair. I didn't know how to take care of it. And so it, it broke and it never grew past a certain point. But when she kept it up, my hair was really long. And if I can find that picture of my hair being really long with my perm, I will. And I'll probably use it for this image for this picture for this, um, episode but I really doubt that I have it somewhere but anyway so yeah so that was those are the reasons why I locked my hair and I actually convinced my mom to actually let me get my hair locked even though she was very adamant about me not locking my hair not going natural while I was still in her house um simply by letting her forget that I needed a perm she was really busy. She's a single mom. She has two other kids. And so I just walked around looking crazy and never mentioned that I needed a perm. And I know that may sound crazy, but when you are a single mom, <laughs> you got other shit to do. You got a full-time job and all these other kids and life. It's very easy to, to forget that your child needs a perm unless she tells you. And so I literally didn't say a word and it got so bad. It was like, this is awful. We have to cut your hair. And I was like, I completely agree. <laughs> it was trifling, but I was like, look, I don't want to get another perm. And so I got my hair cut, um, the rest of my perm cut out at Oh My Nappy Hair. And I only chose that place simply because Chris Rock did that. Was it Chris Rock? I think it was. Chris Rock did that documentary about black hair. And he featured Oh My Nappy Hair. That's in Atlanta, here in Atlanta, and I think they're so open, but he featured them in his documentary and I only saw that clip and I was like, all right, that's where I'm going. And that's where I went. And she cut my perm out because I thought I had got it all out. And she was like, yeah, no, nah, your hair won't lock if it's not really, truly cut out, if your perm is not really cut out. So she cut it some more and it devastated me because I was about to graduate from high school in three days. And I just knew I was about to be the laughing stock of the town. And, um, but I had made a decision. My mom was like, well, 
<laughs> suck it up, buttercup. So she cut my hair lower and coiled it. So I started my locks with coils and not two strand twists. And that was in May of 2010. I really want to say it was May 23rd, 2010, three days before graduation. And I honestly probably should have waited to after graduation because when I walked across the stage, no one knew that it was me walking across the stage, like no one in my family, because my hair was so short and my graduation cap came over my face that and it was so loud. So when they called my name, no one heard them. And when I walked across the stage, no one saw me until they had called the next name. And it was so <laughs> I felt so bad. Then my aunt was like, I'm sorry, we didn't know it was you. Your hair is so short. <laughs> It was a hot mess. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all the reasons why I locked my hair and, and how I actually started that. So I maintained it in college by watching YouTube channels, like I mentioned. And yeah, that's really that's just really it. It took a while for my hair to lock. As people with locks know, it takes a while. For, and, uh, for about eight months, people were still trying to figure out what I was doing. They were like, are you locking your hair? Are these twists? And then, yeah, and then I came back from winter break and my hair was locked and no one asked any questions. So it took a while for it to actually fully lock. Um, Yeah, so <laughs> anybody going through it, I feel you. It does take a minute. It's not you. You're not doing nothing wrong. It's your hair. It's just your hair got to be trained. Okay, and so benefits of locks. And so I think I have a few benefits. So one, an an obvious benefit I think is ease it's just an easier hairstyle in my opinion I was loose natural for a few days and I was like this ain't I ain't bought that life I've had a perm I've had braids with weave and without and I think that locks are just easier they're just easier actually a former friend used to be like locks was like the lazy man's hairstyle and it's true like if you if you don't take care of your hair you just you just can't be bothered locks probably the way to go um but obviously maintenance and health and keeping it moisturized takes work and so that's when it stops being the lazy man's hairstyle but it is very I can I think much easier also um it provided me with intimate knowledge of my hair I didn't know anything about my hair I didn't know anything about myself (laughs) and I feel like I believe that locking my hair gave me that intimate knowledge and it gave me control over my my hair and there are a lot of people who believe that locks carry energy that's how some people keep them covered I think you know Sway keeps his hair covered the celebrity Sway I don't know if I've ever seen his like his whole head of locks because he's all you know it's all about energy and some people don't ever cut their locks because it's like you're cutting off memories and that's real that I, I mean I, I think yeah some of these things I agree with, especially after having locks for so long. However, I do cut my locks. I have cut, I have cut them, but I think that it also just, it just taught me about, you know, taking care of myself. It just really did. And it's not, it wasn't something I anticipated. I really just wanted long hair. I had a vain reason for starting my locks. One of those reasons was vain, but as it grew and having to like watch it grow and to be patient, it really gave me confidence with short hair. Cause I don't know if I, like necessarily have the face with short hair but if you've had a perm and you've cut your hair you're gonna have to have a face with short hair because your hair ain't just gonna grow overnight and there are some people who do crochet locks where they put like weave in until their hair begins to lock and they take it out and 
I'm not judging nobody. I get it. I get it. But I think that starting from scratch and watching your hair grow and being responsible for that growth, the old fashioned, slow and steady way is much more powerful and impactful. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I think it's just it it taught me a different it taught me a lot just having to be force forcing it forced me to be present with my hair <laughs> like it probably is not that deep for everybody but it really was that deep for me especially because I was in college for the the chunk of this journey um by myself away from home Mikey's not around you know unless he's visiting new friends it was a lot so that I that that I believe is one of the benefits of my locks and I will always be grateful for the lessons that having to grow my locks on my own and being responsible for myself and having getting to know myself through my hair, I will always be grateful for those lessons that it taught me about patience and confidence in that in that way. And some care tips. So and y'all, if you have any more questions about locks, I did get like some questions about what I use to retwist. If there's something I'm not touching on, please let me know and I'll just try to touch on it my next indie. But anyway, some care tips. So back to some one of the benefits where I talk about it teaches you patience and, conf- and, and confidence because you have to like wait for your hair to lock and for it to look like something. One of my care tips would be don't stress about growth of, or length. It's really like trying to watch water boil. Like I would literally sit in front of a mirror for hours and I'm not exaggerating (laughs) trying to stretch my hair praying to God that if he just let one of my little locks come to my forehead I would like always go to church like (laughs) I was 18 y'all I was stupid but I really was like I just want my hair to grow and when you're in that new phase and that short phase you're all about length you want you stretching your hair you're doing all this extra shit but y'all Hair is coily, at least for black people. And no matter what your curl pattern is, you lock your hair, it's going to shrink and then it's going to fall down, you know, in growth. So I would just, I wouldn't even stress about the growth because it's just going to be a waste of time and stress doesn't help hair growth. And I just wouldn't do it. And once I stopped caring about how long my hair was getting and how quickly, I literally woke up with long hair. Like I woke up and my hair was on my back and I can't even tell you what year it happened. I just know I woke up and my hair was too long and I was cutting it. So <laughs> it's it will grow. Uh, my second care tip is apple cider vinegar rinses are your our life. And so are bentonite clay rinses. And so those are two separate things. Apple cider vinegar is when you put apple cider vinegar in a spray bottle with some water. Shake it up. Spray your hair. Let it sit forever long you want. I've let my hair sit with that stuff in it for hours for 10 minutes for five minutes for 30 minutes then I go in the shower and I wash it out and then I shampoo it and so I think it's a really great pre-poo and it's a really great way to get crap out your hair because if you are like me sometimes you go a while without um washing your hair you don't mean to, but shit happens. Life happens. And who got time for wash days? Because even though you have locks, wash days are a lot, especially the longer your hair gets. Because um, at one point I had to separate my hair in fours. I couldn't just wash it all in one lump sum. I had to wash one lump sum. I had to wash it in sections like loose naturals have to do. And I was like, this is stupid. But it's really great. Apple cider vinegar is really great for getting the gunk out. I love apple cider vinegar rinses. I used to do them really faithfully once a week, but now I do it like 
once a month, every few months. Bentonite clay is also really great. I don't use it so much anymore because I stopped using it. Maybe I, the last time I really did a real bentonite clay rinse was in 2013. And but it, bentonite clay is great for your face and it's and it is safe for your hair. But I only stopped using it because I don't know, my curl changed and I felt like it was leaving back some residue. But honestly, I don't even know if that's the truth because I did a bentonite clay rinse when I came back from Ghana. That's all I did. I didn't do any shampoo. That's all I did. And my hair was so clean. And I, I didn't have to wash my hair for like another two, three weeks. So anyway, I do like bentonite clay rinses. I think that if you're just starting off with your locks and they finally reach that stage where they've locked, that you should definitely do them. It adds shine, a bounce. It's detoxing for your hair. You do bentonite clay, apple cider vinegar, honey. You can like mix it up. There are a whole bunch of like recipes on YouTube and it's cheap It's or it's inexpensive. I don't think bentonite clay is a super expensive product. But yes, I would if my care tips is to commit to an apple cider vinegar rinse regimen and or a bentonite clay regimen. Now I have done the apple cider vinegar and baking soda rinses. I don't really much care for those. That definitely leaves buildup back in my hair. I don't, I can sit under the shower for, and I've done this. I've like gotten out the shower, taken a shower. I've, I've done a few, I've done, I've been in the shower for a while trying to get that crap out of my hair um, because it does pull all your gunk to the front. And, and if it's a lot and locks do, do hold stuff, even if you wash it every day, every week, if you are on time with it and you do apple cider vinegars, it just collects dust. It collects energy it collects dirt like it's just it's locked hair so it's like deep down it is it got dirt in it so doing those apple cider vinegar baking soda rinses maybe I don't do the ratio right but they're not my favorite another care tip I have is hot oil treatments y'all please and this is for loose naturals too and if you're loose natural you'll probably already know this but hot oil treatments are your best friends as well as bentonite clay and apple cider vinegar rinses. They're all friends and we should all be friends with each other. Hot oil treatments are great. I use, sometimes I do like a mixture of stuff. So I've done black castor oil, Jamaican black castor oil with olive oil and just yummy oils, just oils that just make your hair and your body glow. But what I really like to use right now is Allocate Naturals essential vitamin oil I think is what it's called now I followed her for a very long time I followed her when when Allocate Naturals was just like three products <laughs> the shea butter the bentonite clay and the black soap that's all she was selling and then she started doing hair stuff and I followed her for a long time Black Onyx she's um her name is Rochelle she's on Instagram she's great she's on YouTube I followed her for a long time I actually when I before I went to college I bought some of her products for my hair I think it really was I think it was a lemongrass leave-in conditioner and the black soap and a shea butter for my body and she like called me to make sure I got the package great customer service very like kind and sweet and so I followed her for a long time and I loved her essential hair growth oil um I think it really does grow your hair and it is very moisturizing and it is great for a hot oil treatment and I think that you should do one if you have locks. And also satin scarves are your best friends. Now, y'all, I used to be really great about wearing my satin scarf. I never missed a night. But, you know, I got older. My hair got longer. My hair got trained. And I stopped doing it so much. But since I've had y'all's baby, my hair 
it's different and so it dries out quicker and it, it doesn't retain moisture like it used to and so I'm back to wearing my scarves a little bit more religiously especially when I'm wearing curls and so satin scarves are, are like just do it just wrap your hair wrap your hair and just do it get a few because when you forget where you put it and you need the wrap your hair just do it and also my last care tip is get on YouTube YouTube is a really great source I didn't realize how many people don't use YouTube when they do anything, but I get on YouTube for everything. I get on YouTube to figure out Excel stuff. I get on YouTube for podcast stuff, hair stuff, makeup, just, just, it's great. And if you're just starting your locks or just wanting to like revive your lock, revive your locks and see if there's anything else out there, out there that you can do, I really recommend YouTube. And I'm actually about to start using it for my hair as well um, because I'm sure there are some new products out there that I can be trying. And speaking of products, uh, what I use right now, and I've mentioned my locking gel before in the last indie episode or two indies ago, but I use the Queen Helene Super Hold Pink Gel. It's like a number seven in terms of hold. I use that for my hair to retwist and only that. Right now, when I'm using a shampoo, I'm using... Sometimes I go between black soap. Um, I love black soap. My hair loves black soap. But sometimes I, I... That... You know, once you get to know your hair, you realize when it's time to do something different. That's random. That's not really my regimen. Right now, I'm using this other shampoo, the Onyx line, the O-N-Y-X. They, their little shampoos look like eggs. I'm using that shampoo right now, the tea tree one. I like it. It cleans. It does what it's supposed to do. I put conditioner in there. I put, I use the, the Onyx line conditioner, the tea tree conditioner. And then I do, I pair that with Allocate Naturals deep conditioner. And I like it. My hair stays moisturized. And that's really all I do. That is it. And sometimes I do a hot oil treatment if I know my hair really, really, really needs it. But yeah, that's what I do for my, my products. But in the beginning, I was using a lot more products. And I think that was necessary to like to get my hair to grow and to get used to like retaining moisture and because I was living in cold ass Ohio for college and my hair just needed the tender love and care so yeah and finally should you get your hair locked if you're thinking about it and you're playing with the idea my answer is yes y'all is here it will grow back it's coming from somebody who didn't want short hair but cut your hair off get your hair locked if you change your mind, comb them out. It's possible. People do it all the time. Will I ever do it? I don't know. Let's never say never. I probably, I'd probably be more likely to cut my locks before I comb them out. It just takes too damn long. But it is possible. Get your hair long. Just do it. Just do it. My, he's thinking about growing. He's thinking about growing his hair back, which I'm excited for because I miss his locks, y'all. He had beautiful locks. He really did. But I also love his fade. Like I met him when he, he didn't have hair. So I've, I've had him in all his, his alternates. And so, <laughs> but I do think, I do think that if you're thinking about getting a hair lock, you should go ahead and do it. And I, I recommend getting it started at a shop. I know there are people who have, who can do it by themselves, but I don't know. I think it's just good to have somebody else in your head, looking at a different angle, getting your parts just right. And you sitting there being pampered and like, letting them do it and then for the rest of your life you just do it yourself I've only ever gotten my hair done a few other times one for engagement photos my graduation from college wedding photos and wedding and 
a few months ago when my mother-in-law gave me some money because I think I guess she was tired of me walking around here looking crazy <laughs> so she was like go get your hair done but I've only ever gotten my hair like I've probably got my hair done five times six times over the 10 years I've had my locks and so it's completely it is like it is you can do your hair by yourself if you have locks but I do recommend going somewhere else to get them started. Even if it's your cousin that does really good hair. Mikey's cousin started his locks and his locks, his parts were great. Like it, they were great. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay, Q&A. All right, y'all. So this is one of our favorite parts. I love like the first part, but I also love answering questions. So I know y'all get it. So I have four questions that I'm going to answer. So someone asked i'm pairing two questions together so someone asked randy first i know you struggle with anxiety as well can you tell when you're letting it go too far and i'm pairing this with another question that i got on instagram from a current patreon supporter because i felt like they they were very similar and she says i have a question for you my boyfriend and i have been together for a while and best friend for longer i love him i really want to marry him i've been going through a lot lately like a new job not starting school when i want it and i've been going through stuff at home i have really bad anxiety my insecurities have been coming out a lot my question for you was how do i remind myself that he loves me show him that i know and remind myself that although i'm still going through a lot i'm still deserving of his love and so i'm pairing those two questions together because they both deal with anxiety and because it just seems to make sense to me so one Yes, I do struggle with anxiety. I didn't really know that, honestly, until after our loss, um, the first baby. Like, I didn't really, like, my mom used to be like, Randy, you're really high strong. You're really type A. Uh, <laughs> you got to breathe. You can't control everything. But, like, one of the words for that, that lumps that all together is anxiety. But it wasn't until I took a test with my therapist and it came back as anxiety that I was like, whew. Now, it's not necessarily something I'm proud of, but I love that there are, that it's something I could just put a name to. And because it now has a name and a, like, you know, a treatment that's like very open and like flexible and things, I, that's just something that just makes me feel better. So how do I tell when I can let it, when I'm letting it go too far? So with my anxiety, I can always tell when I'm letting it go too far if I'm restless, you know, if I'm restless, I'm just worried for any reason. Now that I'm older, and if, and we've like been through so much. I'm, I've learned a lot about my anxiety. My therapist is also really great. She focused on cognitive behavior with me and distortions. And so a lot of my anxiety was is catalyzed by distorted thinking. And so when I can I can tell when I'm going too far, when I realize that I'm thinking in a distorted way. So one of those ways are almost always fortune telling, looking way ahead in the future and not being right here. It's like I know enough to know that a lot can happen in a day, in an hour, in a week. And so fortune telling, so being cognizant, okay, Randy, what's causing anxiety? Are you thinking too far ahead? What is, you know, what is the issue? Also mind reading, constantly worrying what people are thinking. These are all distortions. And so being very, and she really, really, what's the word? She really focused on cognitive distortions with me in that first year of therapy. And that was really helpful. So that's how I can tell when I'm going too far. If I'm like, this is distorted thinking. And so that, that usually helps me, or at least it allows me to articulate to the person I'm talking to, which is nine times out of 10, Mikey, or my gang gang. I have a mom's group, y'all, that I'm in. But when I'm like, okay, this is this is not actually rational, logical thinking. So that's how I can tell when I'm going too far. 
And that that helps me let it go because you can't trust distorted thinking, y'all, you know, and I know I can't trust my distorted thinking because it's just not true. And so when you realize when I realize the things I'm thinking are literally not true and can't be proven in terms of when I'm having like anxiety issues, that helps me. And it also helps me realize what's causing this anxiety. And so it's almost always not being in control. <laughs> I have a control issue and it's not as bad as it used to be, but you know, and Drew was really getting me out of there. Drew was like, I don't care nothing about your control issues at all. Kids really will shake you up. But yeah, so that's how I can tell. And I paired it with that question about that our supporter, our Patreon supporter sent because I think that's also an anxiety issue, as she pointed out. And so her question was, again, how do I remind myself that he loves me, show him that I know, and remind myself that although I'm going through a lot, I'm still deserving of his love. So initially, when I saw that, I thought this is a new relationship. And then when she filled out the questionnaire about birthdays and anniversary, I realized it was a new relationship. And so I think that for women, unfortunately, or or just, yeah, it's mainly women, I don't really hear a lot of men have this issue, but that's also because a lot of men don't really talk. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm actually not informed in my in what I'm saying. Based on my relationship with women, I can tell that this is a new relationship. And so when it concerns, and I say that to say that a lot of your concerns are very new concerns slash normal in terms of people have them. And I don't, I feel like part of your anxiety is coming from this fear that you are being super crazy and annoying or and, and that you feel alone but your concern is something that a lot of new couples share and have and like experience and women in new relationships experience and so it sounds like it's also like a fear of losing him I'm not sure why uh, maybe you don't believe you are deserving of love or to be loved on and that's a thing you know that's real to to not feel deserving but Hmm. reminding yourself that you are deserving honestly it's a process I know that's not really like a clear answer but <sighs> what am I trying to say hmm for one I'm just gonna break your question now my question for you was how do I remind myself that he loves me honestly just really I'm not even being funny remind yourself remind yourself that he loves you I have to I used to have to do that in the beginning with Mikey and I know he's talked about this as well he's had to do that with me especially when we have to confront each other about some bullshit you know about something that the other person has done something that the other person has done to hurt your feelings or that was wrong but you remind yourself that he loves you by simply reminding yourself and I I like to recall memories those those times that you have together that are just unmatched you can't get them anywhere else and they make really great stories and they were real and it was something like in a movie and it was just, and it just, you just felt so great. And so that was, that, that was one of the ways that I reminded myself that he loves me, that he loved me. And even now in our marriage, when we beefing, it's like, okay, this dude love me. <laughs> and I, I have like all these memories to call up on. And so I would really practice recall, positive recall when it concerns reminding yourself that, that he loves you. And you show him that you know that he loves you by saying it you know we do a pda segment on our podcast and honestly y'all <laughs> sometimes that is that is we're really big on on loving on each other as y'all hear but the pda segment is our only time in our marriage where we have a dedicated time where we are only saying positive things to each other and showcasing that we see what the other is doing for 
for us. And so I really would, I would maybe incorporate that in your, in your relationship. You don't have to call it PDA, but you can just set an alarm. Y'all used to have a, I used to have an alarm to set to be like, tell Mikey, Hey, or tell Mikey, good morning. Because when I was a long distance, we were in college, I would be going, 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 going. In the beginning, when I was a freshman, look down on my phone and be like, Oh shit, I ain't speak. Not to be malicious, just because I was just busy, you know, and you can't do that in a relationship. And so I think that a way that you can remind him that you know, that he loves you. It's just, it's just having a dedicated time frame in the morning or y'all sit together and have your PDA session and be like, I know you love me. This is how I know. And that, that really is helpful. And it's especially helpful, helpful for us when we've been arguing or something and we have to do PDA and you realize this person really does still like you, even though they ain't really fooling with you right now. That's always nice. And your last question is how do I remind myself that although I'm going through a lot, I'm still deserving of his love. Cool girl. Well, I think that there's a lot there. I think that you can do that simply by one. I think there's something else you have to confront there. Why do you what about yourself doesn't think that you deserve his love slash love? And once you figure that out, then you won't have to remind yourself that you're deserving of his love. There's something it, there's something there. And there may be a separate DM message between us for us to like if you really want to talk about it or. But yeah, I think that I think there's something else there. Maybe you're worried that it just sounds like maybe you're worried that the other shoe is going to drop that even though y'all love each other, maybe you're worried that it won't last or something will happen. And that's a distortion, right? That's fortune telling um, in a negative way. So, hmm. And your last one was, and also how do I find myself apologizing to him a lot? And he says, I don't have to, but I feel obligated. I'm, that That's something I'm also actively working on. I apologize a lot in general, and I'm constantly trying to not do that. So instead of saying sorry, I say thank you for your grace. Thank you for understanding. I don't know why women are taught to apologize so much. And it's gotten to a point where Mikey's like, nope. I'm not <laughs> he just stops the apology short and that helps so maybe even just ha- have him hold you accountable and it and I don't yeah just have him hold you accountable uh Mikey just eventually picked up on it I didn't ask him to do anything he was just like yeah you know you use sorry a lot you're only supposed to use sorry when you're sorry and if you overuse it then like sorry kind of loses its you know it's it's definition it's the, the reason why you're actually saying it and so he holds me accountable by like stopping me short nope you don't have to apologize. This is stupid to apologize for it. There's nothing you could have done about this. I think that's also a therapy thing. And I'm not even being funny. And it sounds like a cognitive cognitive behavior slash distortion thing. But y'all, I got issues myself. I am not the one to necessarily diagnose you. But I'm just saying that for me, for the problems that I've had, having a therapist that focuses on cognitive behavior and distortions and unlearning all of those have been really helpful. And so I recommend, I don't know, finding somebody to talk to that, that, that is trained to, to do that type of work. Cause I, I found it very helpful for myself and for my relationship. All right. Question number two, what are you watching? What shows are you watching on Netflix and what's on your list to watch? I think this is Renee from Patreon who asked this question. I am currently watching Working Moms. I just finished the Bill Gates documentary and I loved it. And I love Bill Gates, y'all, because he sponsored this girl. <laughs> he sponsored me, y'all. I went to college because of him. But I'm watching Working Moms. I'm on this the third season. Whatever the new season just dropped. And I stopped it because Jenny, the Asian woman on Working Moms, is really starting to bother me. 
she's really starting to bother me and i'm just hoping and i and my anxiety is just too much i'm like this girl is gonna this girl is awful like i just have so many problems with her but i'm watching that currently and what's on my list to watch a few things I love, um, oh my God, what is that show? Mud, no, not Mud, not that one. The one about this, the, I started season one and I finished season one. Me and Mikey both did, but it's about serial killers. And it's when they finally discovered, they, like they went around and they went to interview serial killers and that's how they developed the word serial killers. And so it's tracking like their conversations with Ted Bundy and the crazy dude that loves heels and like all that stuff and so I'm that's on my list I don't have time to watch it mainly because I have a child now I don't want Drew watching that stuff and so it's really hard to find time to watch TV with the baby watch TV that you want to watch so that's on my list what else is on my list there's a few things on my list I put tall girl on there because I'm trying to get into watching things and reading things that I wouldn't normally watch and read because I'm realizing that I like that stuff once I finally watch it like we saw Mary Poppins Returns for the first time this weekend i loved it so those are just a few things that are on my list i love i have a whole bunch of documentaries a whole bunch of true crime stuff that i love and yeah and the third question is if you could be a member of any tv family which would it be i put black lightning i haven't finished season one i'm really way behind but from what i have seen of season one i really like that family i really love um those actors especially the dad i can't remember his actual name but y'all know he was on living single and he was so fine and him and khadijah were the perfect couple and i love them or i love him and so i would be a part of their family they have superheroes they're i mean they have superpowers they're black they're beautiful that's the family i want to be a part of and the last question do you have any challenges with making keeping real friends at your current stage of life so my initial response last year or two years ago would have been yes i do have challenges with making keeping real friends at my current stage of life but now my my answer is no i think that one thing that i definitely suffer from and i don't even know why i always thought i'd have a lot of friends and then you realize when you get older as i'm sure you know if you ask this question uh this is from instagram j-l-a-m-a-r-e-v and i don't think that it's challenging once I realized that I'm going to have to focus more on quality over quantity. Once I realized that I was going to have to focus on quality over quantity, I realized that it's not hard. I actually have people in my life that love me and that I consider friends. Now, do I see them often? No. There are definitely people from the podcast that I have developed love for and I consider my friends and they aren't in Atlanta, but they are my friends. And so I think I had to reframe what friendship looked like for me to be able to make real friends. And I really had to slash have to do the work to maintain the friends I do have and to grow those relationships. And so right now, that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on strengthening my my relationships that I do have, people who've been around in my life forever and doing that instead of trying to find new real friends. Because I feel like the new real friends will come if they're supposed to. But right now, I'm about to I'm about to nurture the ones that I actually do have. And so once I figured, like once I like reframe what friendship looked like to me and all that, I realized I do have, I do have real friends. And so I don't find it challenging. Now what is challenging is like holding myself accountable and doing that hard work. Cause it's really easy to be like, I don't have no friends, but what I do, I could text more people and definitely call more people <laughs> and get over the fact that they're not in Atlanta, you know, um, or some of them aren't in Atlanta, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. 
All right. Finally, I'll leave you with this. So I said I would always say what I'm reading in this segment. I'm just going to start doing this. Currently, I'm reading for my fiction choice is The Invisible Library. I forgot to put the author's name down, but I like it so far. So it's, it's a series and it's about basically these investigators who have to go and find books and they bring them back to the to the library and this girl was sent out on a mission the book that she needs is a grim fairy tale book and it's really important for some reason someone's already stolen it she's stuck in this alternate with it with her partner and they're like trying to figure it out and I, I really like it it's, it's more on the fantasy side but I'm actually enjoying it and the nonfiction book I'm reading is emotional intelligence emotional intelligence why it matters more than IQ and I like it I'm only a few a chapter in but I really want to strengthen my emotional intelligence muscles and work on my empathy and emotional intelligence is where that is where that starts and so that's why I'm reading it and so I'll leave you with this. Um, I have some follow recommendations, y'all. So I'm back on Twitter. I'm really trying to do better on my Twitter. And there's a woman that came across my feed and she is a therapist. And her name is Kelsey Leanne. It's K-E-L-S-E-I-L-E capital A-N-N. I'll link all of this in my show notes. But she is great. And she has all these threads about how to tell if you're emotionally intelligent, how to tell if your childhood trauma has convinced you of lies and it's just these very quick therapeutic points that I find to be very encouraging and I think everybody should go follow her she's great and on Instagram I follow Tatiana Tarrant and so I'll also link that her bio says she's a Tarrant and a caustic diviner slash teacher she's a mother and she was she's been on bravo tv vh1 a whole bunch of other things i cannot remember how i found her i think narissa irving brought her up and then i found her that way but i really like her i love her tarot card readings now y'all i've never gotten my palm read i've never gotten like i sat through like a tarot card reading but i find and i know as christians some people who are christian or just really religious are like no that's witchcraft whatever i think god is everywhere and i just disagree and I find her to be very inspiring and positive. And so her tarot card readings are are really great. And they always seem timely. And I used to be, you know, Macbeth scared me. I don't know if you remember that play from high school that we all had to read. But, you know, he gets this prophecy from these witches and the question, and then he fulfills it. So it's like, did this prophecy come true? He fulfills it in a bad way, right? It was, it was prophesized that he would become king and he would do all this horrible stuff. And he did. And... He does it and it's like, did he do it because the witches told him or did he do it because that really was his fate? And so I've always stayed away from like readings and things because I don't want to know if I'm going to die or if my husband's going to die. <laughs> I don't want to know about any of that, but I really like her because I feel like she takes away the the fear that, that a lot of people have of being ignorant. People are ignorant about this type of stuff. And you when you follow her, she's just very inspirational. It's just like, hey, I pulled this card today. Get your shit together. Make your money. I really like her. I think that if you're open and flexible to like messages that God is sending you or the universe, then you should follow her. And also, lastly, I'll leave you with this, a podcast. So yeah, I'm really into true crime and weird, creepy stuff. And Mikey's just like, I don't know why you let this stuff touch your spirit. And it don't touch my spirit. It just really fascinates me. And so one of my favorite podcasts is My Favorite Murder. Now there are people who don't like these these two because they're nuts. They talk a lot before they get to like the stories, but I love it all. I think if you really 
like a podcast, you'll deal with the banter. But there are some gems in their banter. In their banter, a lot of documentaries that I found have been because they just talk a lot. I really like them. They have really great stories. They bring a lot of the things that have happened in this country and in this world, the crime. They bring it to the podcast. They tell you all about it. It's very informative, very well researched, and it's like watching true crime TV. But you're not. You're listening to it. So. I recommend them. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me with this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, it was a little bit lighter for me. And people have asked for it. And I don't want to discredit what people are asking for when it concerns indie episodes. So I'm not going to be like, oh, that's lame. I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to do it. And so thank you for everyone who suggested I do a log journey episode. And thank you for everyone who submitted questions for me to answer. So... Speaking of that, submit questions again or feedback for the next solo episode. Email us at blackmailmare at gmail.com, B-L-A-C-K-M-I-L-M-A-R at gmail.com, or leave us a voice message at 770-750-4098, and your voicemail could be featured on the next future episode. Let me know what you think about this episode, y'all. Let me know what you think about this episode. I really appreciate it. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. That will be getting an update sometime soon. Mikey's going to add it to his portfolio. I'm really excited for all the things he's going to do. But right now, it's not priority. So in the meantime, still go look at it because it's a great site. And lastly, follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, Mikey is Mikey underscore XXI. And on Instagram, I am Randy, R-A-N-D-I-I-I-I-E-E-E. On Twitter, we are underscore the Chapmans. And on my Twitter, I am at Randy, the same as my Instagram name, R-A-N-D-I-I-I-I-E-E-E. I'm really trying to get back over there. I'm going to eventually talk about why. And yeah, so there. So anyway, I'm, I'm back on Twitter and I'm going to have reasons to why. But follow me if you're on Twitter and things. All right, y'all. If you're interested in extra like music, the things that we do that are solo, we do do... <laughs> I do that every time we do create content on Patreon where we both have like our separate blogs and just in general things we do separately and together. And so that Patreon site is www.patreon.com slash black millennial marriage. You can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Thank y'all again for listening and tune in. If you made it this far, you are real MVP as always be blessed. Don't settle. I clean. Peace. About time that I get back, yo, I'ma get back. We can hold it down. Oh God, I'ma get back, yo, I'ma get back. We can hold it yeah. down. Yeah, the fourth year in the promised land. Watch it, I promise. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.